Maybe I can come there. <laughs> All right, Chavre, good morning. Today we are in the middle of Pedic Yudbeis. And it's amazing that everything that we had up until here was literally setting the stage for the Bainini. And let's again, like we said last week, let's just refer back to the Nigla question that the Altarebbe had that we find in the Gemara that Rabbi Barnachmeni, the great Amoira, who also was the head of the Sanhedrin in his days, that he said that I'm a Bainini, Kigoyin, I'm not Bainini. Now we have to appreciate that it, humility has its place, and because of humility, people can see themselves lesser as the way they really are. But humility doesn't mean that the person is calling night, day, and day, night. There is a limit into how off one could be. According to the Nigladika understanding of a Benin, if Tzadik is in referring to how will we be judged, and once a person has 50 point a dot more good than bad, then in the judgment day, they're going to come out meritous. Which means a Benini is someone that basically half of what that person does is sinful. If that's the meaning of a Benini, it's unfathomable that the Rabbah would consider himself a Benini. It's, it's, it's not true. Humility doesn't mean to lie. You're not allowed to lie. You're not allowed to lie to yourself about yourself either. So therefore, now that the Altareb explained that there are different ways of interpreting words as we know in Taita. So there is the way Nigla interprets the words Tzadik, Rasha, Benini, which is Emes. But there is a deeper Emes. And the deeper Emes is, as Al-Tareb establishes, is that we have to separate the outer person, the behavior of the person, the action, words, and even thoughts of a person. It is there that Hashem gives us the power of control. And it's good to remember that most people like being in control. Good, good use that need of being in control in the only area where you could have control. And that is over your outer person, over your actions, words, and thoughts. Over nothing else do we have control. Zero. God is in control. And that even refers to the inner person. So thoughts that come up into your mind and the way you feel about things and the way you think about things you don't have full control. And it is there, on that level, that we will differentiate between a Benini and a Tzaddik. So a Benini is a person who exercises full control in the area in which we all have the potential to be fully in control. So the Benini is someone who always behaves properly, not only in action, but also in words and even in thoughts. Wow. And as the Alter Rebbe will explain later in thoughts, doesn't mean that the Benini has the power to limit what goes into the mind. No. Things that come up into the mind, things that come into the heart, that's an area in which a Benini has no control. The question is, once a certain thought comes into your mind, now what are you going to do with that thought? Are you going to ignore it or expel it? Or will you give continuity to it? That is where we have power. The Benini never gives continuity. He never elaborates on the thoughts that comes into his or her head. What is the tzaddik? Like we learned in Pedicud, that tzaddik is a person that not only is a Benini in behavior, but the tzaddik is someone 
that already rectified his or her inner person, that their feelings and the way that they think, right, the ten koiches anefesh, the chabad and chagas, is already fully rectified, which means all different levels as we learned, but they only feel feelings that are connected to godliness. And they only think the way God wants a person to think. That's the tzaddik. And that's where the benini and the tzaddik are different. So Rabba now is right to think, because of his humility, that I'm a benini. Rabba is not saying that I'm, I do 50 sins. Rabba never sinned. We know that. But even if a person never sins, the fact that there is a theoretical potential to sin, that alone makes you not be a tzaddik. Now let's go further. Now let's go further. This is very important. People, healthy people, cannot have a split between the inner person and the outer person. That's where all of the illnesses come from. That means if, if my emotions are going over here and my behavior is always over here, I will constantly be in conflict with myself. I will be very unhealthy and very uncomfortable. Something has got to give. So if we're going to just put the behavior over here and the inner person over here, so if a person, his inner person is down and he's acting that out, he's a sinner, but he's a healthy sinner. He is who he is. He's being a, a genuine person. If a person's inner body, inner feelings and thoughts are godly and the person is expressing that, then again, you're a healthy person. You are who you are. You're emis. But a benini is someone whose behavior is perfect, but the inner person is all the way down here. This creates a lot of tension. And now you're saying that the benini doesn't even have the power to change the inner person. Yeah. So how does that work? How can you live such a life? It's a, it's a very uncomfortable life. So the Al-Tarebbe now begins to clarify that when we are saying that the benini doesn't master the inner feelings and thoughts, it doesn't mean that he doesn't have some influence. He has some influence. And the whole goal of the Tanya will be not to lower the standard of your behavior, but even a Benini, we can't go like that. We can't be at tzaddik, but we can lift this up. And the more you lift it up, then the easier and the more practical it will be for you to continuously be a Benini. Now, in the, now there are two approaches that the Benini will use. We all relate to it, but let's use the words that the Alter Rebbe is using. You have the word called a moishel, a, a, a uh, dictator, and then there's another word that's called a melech, a king. Two types of rulers we're speaking about, exerting control. So one can exert control as a king or as a dictator. What is the difference, the way the Torah defines the difference? That a king doesn't have to force things upon, upon the subjects. His subjects willingly, they follow the directives of the king, but they are in it. They, they want to do what the king says. The, the definition of a dictator is when the citizens, Dafka, don't want to do what the king is saying, but they're being coerced from the outside. They're being forced from the dictator. That's why it's called a dictator. Which means, says the Alter Rebbe like this, that even the Benini, that cannot fully rectify his or her inner person, but they have the power, and Al-Terebbe's theme will generally be focusing on the time of davening, that while a person is davening, they can then be so inspired because of their feelings of, I'm close to Hashem, and they're going to arouse then the love to Hashem, then even their inner animal 
at that time will be interested in Yiddishkeit, will be excited about Yiddishkeit. And at that time, the Benini is going to be a melech, not only over his behavior, but even over his inner person. However, after the Benini finishes davening, then the animal soul could and probably will wake up and all of a sudden it's going to want things that God doesn't necessarily want you to want. He'll never do it. He's behaving properly, but... And then, then what? Then he'll have to be a moishel. Then he'll have to be a dictator. He's going to tell himself, you want to have that? Very nice. Good for you. You're not getting it anyway. Right? Yom Kippur, you're hungry. Yom Kippur, we, we're, we're, we're dictators. We're telling our bodies, you're hungry? Go fly a kite. You know, it's, you, you, you feel the hunger, but I'm not going to do it. So we go, we, we, we fluctuate between being a melech and being, being a moishel. Now this really explains Rabbah. Rabba, in other words, we're saying that even a Benini, while they are inspired, at that time, their animal soul is excited about Yiddishkeit. What, what most people do through davening, at least in the ideal davening, Rabba Bar Nachmeni did through learning Torah. That means when Rabba Bar Nachmeni learned Torah, at that time, he was so engaged with godliness that even, even if he would have been a Benini at that time, his animal soul was completely uh, willing and wanting to do only what God wants. So Rabba Bar Nachmeni looked in his inner person. He was self-aware, as we all should be. Not only did he always do on the outer level everything that Hashem wants in the positive and never doing the negative, Rabbi Bar Nachmeni never felt a desire to sin either. Rabbi Bar Nachmeni looked inside of himself and he didn't want to sin. He didn't think in ways that lead a person to sin. Still, said Rabbi Bar Nachmeni, I'm just a Benini. Why am I just a Benini? You know why my inner person is rectified. Rabbi, knew, Rabbi never stopped learning. Fakir, the Gemara tells us a story. You know, like Mamish, like David HaMelech. And David HaMelech, by the way, had that level of learning only on Shabbos because he was told that he will pass away on Shabbos. And when a person is really involved in title learning, evil, even the angel of death has no power to take the person away. So David HaMelech occupied himself in learning Torah 24 hours, 25, 26 hours of Shabbos on Shabbos. And by the way, David HaMelech didn't do it the whole time because he was a king. His achrayis... He didn't have the luxury to say, I'm only going to learn 24-7. Rabbi Bar Nachmeni was the head of the Sanhedrin. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Bar Nachmeni loy pasak pumei megirsa, which the Altadeba quotes in Pei Dekalaf. Rabbi Bar Nachmeni never stopped learning on, on, on a very deep level. And the angel of death, therefore, had a big hand, had to trick him, as the Gemara says in Bava Metziah. So all that just backs up what the Altadeba is saying, Rabbi Bar Nachmeni didn't fool himself, he never sinned. He never felt a desire to sin. But Rabbi Manachmeni says, the only reason why I don't even desire to sin is because I'm learning the whole time. If I would stop learning, then maybe my desire will come back in. I would never sin anyway. But then I would be a moishel. But who says that I'm like the tzaddik? A tzaddik is a person that even if the tzaddik is not learning. A dictator. A even if a tzaddik would not learn, by the way, that's a sin. But even if... They would, they would daven or learn anyways, or do mitzvahs. But even if they would disengage on that level, the tzaddik would never desire to do a sin because the animal soul of a tzaddik is completely transformed. And, and therefore, this is mamish, the, the bottom line is like this, is that, is that people really, all people, to one degree or the other, people feel the need to be in control. Good. 
but only be in control over that which your taka can be in control over. And the only thing we have control, the only thing is over our machshava, dibur, and maisa. We have to remember that. We never have control over anything else. Most people spend most of their times either through action or even in their minds in behaving in ways that all lead to the need of being in control of. You know that even people fear. Where does fear come from? We're speaking about an unjustifiable fear. If a beer walks into the room and you jump out of fear, that's good. Thank God. It's like the reason why you feel pain. If you put your hand in fire, God wants you to feel pain. Not because God wants you to feel pain, but God wants you to take your hand out of the fire. So that fear is like, uh, this is not good for you. The fear that you are reacting towards an imminent threat that's healthy because you better run out of the room when the beer runs in. Right? Flight, or if God forbid you have fight, but at least fear the, feel the need. But what fear normally comes, the, the fear, the anxieties of today is, is that you're thinking about the future. You're envisioning something that's, that a beer might walk in and now let me already get scared. All fear... All anxiety comes from people that are not living in the present. They're already envisioning some, maybe it will happen, maybe you envision the future and you are already reacting. All resentment, all resentment comes from the past. No, it's someone wronged me yesterday. So everyone creates a museum of everything that happened not good to their lives. And every now and then they go into that museum and they, they remember, they go back. Why do people do that? Why do people choose to go to envision a negative past that they think is negative subjectively or to envision some negative future. People do that because people need to be in control. And it gives them, the, they would rather be in pain and in control than to, than to be able to give up control. That's right. I give you a muscle. You have a kid, right? Yesterday, my son here got a splinter, not an Aiden. Everyone, everyone will have this experience. If your kid comes to you with a splinter and you're going to take a tweezers and you're going to put the tweezers near the splinter, if your son is a healthy son or daughter, they're going to freak out. And then they, first of all, they come with the splinter. Then when they see the tweezers, they start telling you it's not a splinter. That's the, that's the first tactic. It's not, it's not that. And then when that feels, everyone, this is universal. The next tactic is that let me do it. Let me do it. Now, I, physically, you're not old enough to have the eye motor or whatever the doctors call it, the coordination, doesn't care. So he's going to take the tweezers, right? The parent has Rahmanus, and he's going to start poking, and he's going, to, he's going to be in pain. He's going to be hurting himself because he doesn't know how to do it yet, but he'll be okay. He'll bite his tongue, and then finally when he realizes he's not getting the splinter out, you take the tweezers, and he freaks out again. So the kasha is, why is it that when you did it, you were good? When I'm going to do it, you're freaking out. The answer is, is because when he did it, he was in control. Tango, people would prefer to feel pain as long as they have the illusion that they are in control versus then doing what only a believer, only a believer, so we can't give up control because it's very scary to live in an out-of-control setting. That what's the, tr the truth is, is that God is mamish in control. The world is never out of control. The world is out of my control because I'm not God. And I think it takes a lot of years to, mamish, to feel that. God is in control always, every time. Even when things look bad happens, we believe that's the Baal Shem Tev. If a person, can, if a person is able to acknowledge 
that God is in control. It means even if I were, were to want to be in control, the only thing I can control is how I react to any God, God's reality. And even there, not I can't fully control how I feel. I can't even fully control how I think about it. Can't. I can fully control my actions, my words, and my thoughts. There, God gave me 100% control. And I think that's the avoid that we have to work on ourselves is to get to the place it's healthy to want to be in control. Of course, we should not give up control, but just to begin acknowledge that the world is always under God's control and there's nothing you can do to change it. Nothing. It takes a lot of faith to get there. Once you give up and then you take, you know, when you, when, when you have a limited amount of kayak, which we all do as human beings, if you're going to waste your kayak pushing the wall, then when you're going to have to pick up your gemara, you won't have kayak anymore. You, you squandered your kayak on that which was mamish futile. People spend a lot more kayak than they think. I would argue that most people, most of the time, they're never living in the present. Never. They're always thinking about that, thinking about the past. All of that is they feel in control. I'm, I'm going to envision a bad future because like this, even in the worst case scenario, I'm already in control. So where's the thought control here? The, the thought control is, is that once these thoughts come in, we stop it. We stop it. And let's go back to Rabbah. So we, this is the thing. On our outer person, we have 100% control. And the rest of the Tanya is going to say the following, that on the inner person, we have some control. So even though I will not become a tzaddik, it's not up to me, maybe I'll never become a tzaddik, I still have enough control that I can ease the job of doing a benini by upgrading my inner person. It might take me 10 years, and I might only have 50% success, but good, I would rather some of the day have an easy time by me only being a melech, and then every year, when you are inspired, you, know, I go, you go today, you go to a Fabrengen, or people who like learning Torah, or people who like doing mitzvahs, everyone has, knows that during that setting, you know what, on Yom Kippur, at the end of Yom Kippur, it's not that everyone is only behaving properly. We know that, yeah, at certain times, where we're a melech, at that time, even many, most people, I would propose, the inner person is also on board. The person is not burning, maybe you're hungry, but to the, to the big Avedas, you, know, you're not, you don't care about them then. And the more we can create moments in our lives in which we can become a melech over the inner person, the more success we will be in being a benini. No, it's that, that's the big point of the Alter Rebbe. person has to be smart. Many people put themselves in settings where the desire to sin or the opportunity to sin is so great that being a Benini is almost mission impossible. The Altarebbe quotes the marshal of the Zoyer, that you have a king, and the king gives the child everything that they need to have money, and they are well rested, and then and he puts him in, in, a, in a setting where there is Zoyinahs there. So, you know, you, what, do, what do you expect of yourself? You know, it's this, this, this knowledge that I'm a Benini, and I have a potential to sin. And I don't have to live a life of anguish. I always want to sin and I'm always fighting with myself. I will have to deal with that. But my goal now from now on will be to figure out ways where this struggle will be diminished. Because the less you struggle, naturally, the, great, the greater your success rate. And that's davening. And, 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 and I think it's beautiful that the Altarebbe connects it to the learning of Rabbah. 
In other words, it doesn't have to alter. Never argues in Tanya throughout that when you daven, your animal soul is completely on board with your godly soul. If people cannot relate to that, fine, learning. And if you can't relate to learning, I'm sure everyone can relate to certain settings where at that moment, they're 100% in. They are our melech. And we have to have the chachma of putting ourselves in those settings so we have lesser inner struggle, so we succeed. Success brings success. And the more you become a melech, then the more empowered you are, even when needed to be a maishal. I, I, I was so good for all this time, uh, why should I mess it up now? Versus most people, once they fail, that's the way God made us. When you fail, and you feel bad that you, that you failed, what do we resort to? That's the way we are. We fail again. Right? I want to I wanna keep a diet, and I'm so depressed that I ate cake, so how do I do, what do I do now? I have another cake. That's the way God made us. So the goal is to succeed, and to succeed hopefully by, by becoming a melech, and al is going to give many techniques that even the Benini at times will be inspired enough not to have the inner struggle. And then when we need, just to remember, when we need, we always have full control over behavior. So even if you're dying to eat, treif, we have control and we can tell ourselves, loy, mitan alif, I'm not going to do it. So, so what is it great to remind us of this whole concept? Huh? What's the one short phrase in mind? This is like the embrace the sun that we were talking about before. So what's a phrase in the mouth we've learned that remind me about this? I know that. Make your face. This 